1: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know
2: your name is Rita, cause you pop- And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some more breaking news and some more sad details coming from Kansas City, where now we are learning that as many as 29 people were injured today when the shooting rang out at a celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs who had won the Super Bowl. Big, big Obviously, occasion and huge victory celebration, tens of thousands of people lining the streets of Kansas City and suddenly gunfire ringing out. We are hearing again now the latest news, 29 people injured, Uh, at least one person has been killed, shot, and 20 others also shot, including some children. And more details, sadly, about the person who was shot. She was a beloved DJ at a local community station there in Kansas City, KKFI DJ Lisa Lopez. She was well-known, well-loved in the community. She was also a mother, they said, a friend, someone who had been there for decades also and very much connected to everybody in the community. Also, as a DJ, did everybody's wedding. She was a part of so many people's most precious moments in their lives. And we're hearing uh, that she was in her mid-40s. She lived with her husband and two children in the suburbs of Kansas City. And just outpouring of heartbreak and love for this woman whose program that she co-hosted was called The Taste of Tejano, and it features Hispanic music. This is somebody who just brought joy and love and sounds like was so full of life. And again, a mom of two children. And tonight she has passed away. They are saying that she had a gunshot wound to her abdomen and died in surgery when she was there at the hospital. Obviously, was an extremely serious condition when they moved her from the scene. And boy, this is just so heartbreaking to hear. We also know that a number of other people are fighting for their lives tonight. And of course, our thoughts and prayers are with all of them. And here is a witness at the parade who describes what they saw and what they heard. About the time we were running
3: in that opposite direction, then everybody started running again, made us get down to the ground. Um, they didn't, we didn't know what was going on. Very
2: nerve-wracking. Extremely nerve-wracking and just such a heartbreaking and horrific, horrific scene. And the mayor there of Kansas City, Quinton Lucas, spoke just a little bit ago. Uh, he said it seems like nothing is safe these days. And he also blamed guns right away.
4: I mean, that's, that's what happens with guns. I won't get in a big debate right now. I think we're still doing an investigation, but I mean, what you saw happen was why people talk about guns a lot. We had over 800 officers there, staffed, situated all around Union Station today. We had security in in any number of places, eyes on top of buildings and beyond. And there still is a risk to people. And I think that's something that all of us who are our parents, who are just regular people living each day have to decide what we wish to do about it parades rallies schools movies it seems like almost nothing is safe and we had hundreds of law enforcement there working hard today
2: and in fact there were 800 members of law enforcement that were there lining the streets But again, it's a parade route. You think about it anytime that there have been major parades in like a city like New York City or elsewhere, it goes for many, 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 many blocks. They're on vehicles. They're waving. Uh, And, in fact, we saw the superstar quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, talking today. You saw the coach. You saw the owner of the team and his wife. Everybody waving and everybody cheering to the crowd on such a joyous occasion. And this was, indeed, an incredible game. Remember, they had a lot to celebrate coming from behind and bringing back this spirit to Kansas City. And, of course, Kansas City has been plagued with a lot of crime, like so many other big cities across this country and you look already at the politicians. I don't want to go into guns, but we're going to guns. You know that that's going to come there. Let's find out who these people are. We don't know at this point what the history is of the three individuals. We're not even sure at this point because details are still coming in if indeed. They are the three absolutely connected to the crime. We know that some of them were tackled by bystanders, very heroic. These bystanders, you see the video, it's unbelievable to see them tackling these different individuals. And luckily, law enforcement was right there then to get them and take them into custody. But we don't know at this point the history. We don't even know a motive. I mean, what could ever make somebody do this to open fire on a celebration with families out there, a joyous Super Bowl celebration. What would ever drive somebody to do this? It is absolutely horrific. And think about all the fatalities because there were so many people just in that location. And now we're waiting to see, again, who are these individuals, what drove them, and also what was their history? Were they repeat offenders? Like, sadly, is often the case that we hear over and over again with so many of these shootings. Did they tell somebody? Was it a fight? Uh, Was it gangs? We don't know. There's so many different questions tonight, but I would love to hear your thoughts as to where this needs to be investigated. But for sure, we are again hearing from the mayor, and he says that because of what happened, and because of just the times we're living in, people are on edge, and things change instantaneously. Take a listen.
4: And I want to, I, I do want to echo what the chief said: who are running towards danger, but in a matter of seconds, someone who wants to disrupt anything, someone who wants to create any type of situation, or someone who is very simply reckless, can change not just one life or two lives, but almost two dozen. And that, to me, is absolutely devastating. And it makes me feel vastly more concerned as a parent just in the world today, thinking about that.
2: And it is absolutely devastating. You think about you going to a particular scene right now, uh, crowded, happy times. The last thing you're thinking is shots are going to ring out. And we're hearing again that this DJ is... The fatality, at least so far, she was not named by the mayor, but her station has named her on the Facebook. And again, a beloved DJ, somebody who did the weddings in the community. You think about that special moment in your life. That DJ is somebody you get to often know very well. They become, they're a part of your most joyous occasion. And how sad tonight that this person who was so deeply connected to the Kansas City community, a mother and a beloved member of the Kansas City community and knew so many people and so many people knew her uh, that she has tragically died during surgery as they were trying to save her life. And again, our prayers tonight with her family and certainly there are a number of others that are fighting for their lives as we speak. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line one. Jacqueline, your thoughts. What a sad occasion. So sad. It is, Rita.
3: It is, absolutely. It's terrible. It's tragic. So many people were injured, and uh, innocent people, as always, uh, lost their lives. And I agree with much of what you said. However, I know you kind of took exception to what Andrew said, and I'm kind of going to go in the same direction. It doesn't surprise me that there's an abundance of information that was uh, given out to the public regarding the victims, but yet... Nothing was said about the shooters. I would bet my bottom dollar, and I will admit if I'm wrong, if it turns out that I'm wrong, but if it doesn't suit the agenda and if it doesn't fit the media's agenda, the uh, mass media's agenda and the Biden administration's agenda, they're not going to disclose if it was an african-american if it was a middle eastern person or as you said there were many other possibilities it could be illegal aliens it could be gang violence nor do they if it was a white person that would have been the first thing that they would have broadcast 24 7 every second of the day nor did they mention anything i heard nothing in the mainstream media about the other shooting incidents that occurred at um uh the church joel olstein's church because again that didn't fit their agenda and that screaming uh gun gun violence and let's take all the weapons away and gun control because that happened to be a person of hispanic ancestry from i think mexico not only that happened to be a transgender individual and the attack was on a bunch of christians so they don't care if well, it doesn't and fit you know their what, agenda. You know
2: what's interesting, Jackie? You know what you reminded me? Remember there was that shooting. I think it was in Tennessee. Correct me. I may be wrong. Of It was in the South. And I remember um, it was a transgender individual, remember, and she left a manifesto. Yeah. and she killed so many people in that church. This wasn't um this wasn't the Joel Osteen case. It was another case right. that happened. Remember it was like a like a year ago. Yeah. And and they didn't release the manifesto for the longest time in the Almost manifesto and, and so you you are correct that that many people in the mainstream media right sort of selectively choose which right. things and I contend and, and where I agree with Andrew and I agree I think with you too on this is that all Of these cases should be spotlighted, and I and I think whatever the background is, everybody should know, uh, so we can learn from it, and and we can also correct things because I bet you, and I don't, you know, I don't know, we don't know the details yet on this. I wish I could tell you if I if I if it was coming out there, it hasn't been out there publicly of who these individuals are. Part of the reason I think, though, tonight. And again, who knows, you know, uh, as the days go on. But I can at least say in the chaos of the moment, they have three individuals. So I think they are trying to confirm, indeed, they were the ones related. Were there others? What was the motive? I think there's still a lot of questions because it happened so out of the blue. They did the
3: same thing with another recent incident. Uh, the Waukesha was not too long ago, it wasn't too recent, but they did the same thing. They didn't disclose the individual's race, because again, it was an attack on the majority of white people, nor did they, I, I'll remember distinctly, because this happened in my neighborhood, uh, with that guy, uh, what's his name, James, on the subway in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, they only described him, I'll never forget it, as a, um, a, a dark-complexioned individual. A dark-complexioned male. They didn't want to say he was black.
2: Yeah, and that was the guy who dressed up, too. Remember that yeah. whole thing? That was yeah, a wild like a, case. Yeah, like a worker,
3: like a construction worker, <laughs> yes. or a, a, a railroad worker, an MTA worker, something like that. And they don't care about the Asian community, because that was uh, predominantly Asian people on that train, Asians and
2: whites. Well, so they don't care. And that, to me, is shameful. I agree with you that whatever the information is, it needs to get out there. It needs to be made public, And you can't be picking and choosing, you know, who gets spotlighted and who doesn't. Uh, Any shooting, any crime is obviously a crime and horrific. And I also, to this point too, Jacqueline, I will be curious, once this gets out, we don't know again the details. But you would imagine if somebody's going to be so brazen to start shooting at somebody or into the crowd, we're trying to make sense of all the details because it's still breaking at this time, that it's probably somebody with a criminal history. And I sadly think we're going to hear, oh, that person had XXXXS and got out whatever X weeks ago or X months ago. Uh, And boy, whoever let that person out. We need to start calling, I think, these judges, especially who are the ones or the DAs. It depends, you know, uh, the situation in the different cities. But. I think we need to start calling them out. I always mention when I hear that brag, let somebody out. You know that. because, And I think we need to start doing the thing wherever it is around the country. Because I'm telling you, somebody is going to be so brazen to do this. You know that whoever was behind this, you would imagine, has a very serious criminal history. And probably got a slap on the wrist. And now they're out there doing something as brazen as this. We'll find out. Uh, but whatever it is, I promise you, Jacqueline, we'll put it out there. Uh, Because you can't start being selective on discussing who these criminals are, because that's what they are. It doesn't matter, color, creed, or anything. A criminal is a criminal. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you. You brought up some great points. And I think Andrew's points on that were correct, that sometimes people uh, selectively, clearly— Uh, or even the, even the, you know, even law enforcement in some communities don't put out the information. For some reason, things suddenly get under seal and nothing should be under seal, I think, on things like this, unless there's something so sensitive for families, victims out of respect for them. Uh, that's the only thing I think there should be some deference to if there's something that they don't want out there for whatever reason it is. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break.
1: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, To take your retail business to the next level today. That's Shopify.com/slash system.
1: This is the Rita Cosby Show.
2: Coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, we will talk about some of the new cases and some of the old cases that are coming back on President Trump. Also, uh, Mayorkas has now been impeached. What does it mean as there are major threats to our national security? And of course, this horrible case of what happened in Kansas City. Uh, By the way, Missouri, as of a few years ago, has the ninth highest rate of gun deaths in the U.S., what are your thoughts about the situation, first off, in Kansas City? The fact that now we know that three people at least are in custody, and what does it mean? It'll be interesting to find out the background of these three individuals, if indeed they are tied to what is a horrible mass shooting, as we're still getting details here tonight. one 800 let us go to Alina, uh, line three. Alina, your thoughts? Hello, Rita. First how, of all... How are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. Where have you been?
5: I have been listening to you every single day.
2: Oh, Michael, <laughs> well, you got to start calling in. We miss you.
5: Oh, thank you so much. First of all, today, I want to send you love. And ask God blessings for you. It is Saint Valentine's Day, and it is also the first day of Lent.
2: Thank you very, very much. Of course, Ash Wednesday, and uh, yes. we had, by the way, on Cats and Cosby yesterday. We had uh, His Eminence uh, Cardinal Dolan uh, talking yes. about it, which was so beautiful. But thank you for the beautiful, beautiful message. Do me a favor, Elaine, if you could. Stay with us. Do you mind? Because I want to make sure I don't want to cut you off. All right. I don't mind at all. All right. Because we're good. Since (laughs) since you are so nice to wish me a happy Valentine's Day and a St. Valentine's. And remind everybody also, boy, we have a lot to pray for. Because after this horrible day of what happened in Kansas City, there's so much... What a heavy heart I think so many of us have. Uh, Elena, stay with us, please, if you could. We're going to continue with Elena and the rest of your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222.
1: Rita Cosby.
2: Well, as we are talking about red, white, and blue, I can't wait for you guys to hear my support, our hero segment, of course, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It is coming up in just a few minutes, and it is red, white, and blue, and will make you proud to be an American when you hear the history and story of the great veteran that we will be profiling tonight. I love doing that segment, and I also love doing our Back the Blue, and thank goodness, There were a lot of law enforcement on the scene of the parade in Kansas City. There were also a lot of heroic bystanders who saw this guy and saw a few of them opening fire. You can even see the video. It's pretty incredible. Uh, They were just bystanders standing there enjoying the parade, cheering on their favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs that just won the Super Bowl. And the next thing they know, uh, they hear gunshots ring out and they tackle at least one of the shooters. We are also waiting to get more details on who they are, what could have possibly motivated these individuals to do this. Were there more than one shooter? We know that they've got three people in custody. Was it something planned? Was it a gang that broke out? You know, gunfire? We don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on here. one 800 on this very busy news night here on the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go back to my favorite, Elena. Elena, go ahead, my friend. I'm sorry to keep you holding.
5: Yes, Rita. No, that's okay. It's a pleasure. Uh, Rita, you said a very interesting word tonight, or you used a very interesting word, correction. I think we need to do some major corrections in America. We need to change what is politically correct, Right now, we're talking about guns, 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 get them off the street, guns, and that's politically correct. Well, I have a different idea. I think that we should politically correctly get the criminals off the street, those self-rehabilitating or not rehabilitating criminals off the street, and the guns will disappear.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, and Elena, I always hate I w- I played the comment also as you saw from the mayor there in Kansas City yeah. cuz right away it's like guns 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 like they magically uh, go off without a criminal behind it. And every time and again, I don't know, so I don't want I want to be careful in this case we don't know all the details, but you would imagine if somebody's going to be as brazen as to do what these individuals did or at least one of them or all of them, and maybe even more that are out there, we don't know. You would imagine they're probably pretty hardened uh, criminals that probably have a rap sheet a mile long. And I think about, Elena, the case in New York City recently, where even that was the 15-year-old. Remember, he was tied to the guy. That was the case where he opened fire, not the beating, but he opened fire on the officers. He shoots the Brazilian tourist in the leg, and then he opens fire again on officers again. And they're in crowded Times Square. Then they find him crying like a little baby, uh, you know, when he gets busted in Yonkers. He's old enough to uh, open fire brazenly and then cries like a little baby. I'm glad he's being charged as an adult. But when you look at it, He was also involved in a whole bunch of other crimes, and he's only 15 years old. I mean, it was like armed robbery, this, this other one, this other thing, this other one. And then they just got another one today uh, because he was one of the ones who was part of the beatdown of those two NYPD officers, uh, which is just unbelievable what they were doing to our great, you know, our great cops there. It was so disgusting to see. And it turns out the guy gets let out by Bragg, and what does he do? He beats up. Uh, you know, and goes after a uh, security guard in Macy's last night. That's the only reason they got him again. I mean, how many times do we need to hear about it and see these, you know, repeat over and over again? If somebody is committing a crime, you know, obviously they're going to do it again, it seems. And guess what? They keep giving them second, third, fourth. What do you need? 58 chances? It is insane, Alina. I agree with you. What is wrong with these politicians that they just don't get it? Well,
5: they're all politically correct. And worst of all, our justice system, we have so many politically correct justices that believe that these criminals will self-rehabilitate
2: themselves on the street. Right. They do. They keep committing crimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, guess what? Uh, they repeat on the streets as opposed to rehabilitate. You, you are so right, uh, Elena, We That is why people need to start really speaking out and saying, enough. I mean, it is uh, the fact that, and, and I'll go back to, again, the case of the guys who beat the cops. You go and beat the cops. You clearly are a menace to society, Because you're going to do that to the cops. You know what you're going to do to regular citizens. If you have no ground rules and you're going to do that to law enforcement so brazenly just punching and kicking. And to me, it is so shocking. And any DA who thinks, "Okay, I'm going to let that person out because what? They're not a flight risk. They're not a menace to society. Those are blaring red signs. And our politicians need to get it because they are in those positions to protect the community. That is the first thing they need to do. And I am sure in this case, we're going to hear the same thing over and over again. So what is Kansas City going to do? They can't keep saying, oh, we have to get the guns that magically fly into these nice people and they happen to shoot. I mean, that's almost what they're making it sound like. They need to look in the mirror and realize that their policies are contributing to this, Alina. Yes, they are. Yes,
5: they are. And the politicians are all politically political.
2: Yeah, and and, and you're right. And then they kind of twist the words when it comes to to election time. Like, well, I really meant, you know, I mean, give me a break. Where is the accountability? And people need to wake up when they go to the voting booth and vote for people who are going to keep you safe and who are maybe going to have some guts and courage and and just even enforce the laws that are on the books or change the laws if they're not stiff enough, if they've been changed Mm -hmm. to soften it, to make it easier for criminals and tougher for people in the community. Um, Elena, thank you very much. It's always so great. you got to call us again soon. We love hearing yes, from you. Yes,
5: Rita. Take
2: care. You, Blessings you to you. Too. Blessings to you, too, my friend. Thank you very much. Let's go to Joaquin, line one. Joaquin, your thoughts.
6: Hey, Rita. Unfortunately, you know, the problem is is that the globalist, the communist agenda, they want this. They want the open borders. And look at most of these shootings lately are, are illegal immigrants, you know, who are coming into the country illegally. And all it's doing is they want gun control, and they want more shootings. So, unfortunately, you know, and then the, the, the law... I don't
2: reports- know if they... You know, I got to correct you. I don't think they want more shootings, but I think they are pointing the finger clearly in the wrong direction. I mean, that's definitely for sure. I don't, think, I don't think they're sitting there saying, oh, good, maybe we can have another shooting and we can chalk one on the record books. I, I, I'm not that cynical. But, but I am cynical enough to say, Joaquin, that they do not do anything to fix it. And if anything, you know, their policies are enabling these criminals. And, and that's, a, that's a huge problem. They don't seem to have any self-reflection, Joaquin.
6: No, they don't. You know, but again, when I look at the big picture and you step back, you know, them uh, uh, getting rid of George Santos was such a big mistake because now the thin red line is getting thinner. And I'm afraid that the Democrats, the globalists are going to be able to push their agendas through, you know, the climate change agendas, open borders. And then they're going to want to push through this immigration reform policy that's going to give amnesty to everyone and then allow two million yeah, you one know, point eight million a year into the country.
2: Yeah, I hope, by the way, I hope the Republicans still have the majority there. And of course, let's see what happens after November. But in the House, they still have the majority. It is so slim to your point, but they still have it. And let's pray that they are able to hold fast. And so far, Speaker Johnson is holding fast and saying, you know, uh, no way. You know, uh, this is not going to happen. They're not going to cave when it comes to the issue of the border like you're talking about, and and nor should they, for my sake. I mean, I feel like they have to, uh, in my opinion, they have to hold firm. They have to say, I think it's good they're separating all this. I think they should look at, obviously, Ukraine, look at Israel, look at these things, but don't try to, like, as Biden's trying to shove the fake border policy, which, to your point, 1.8 million illegals. Under his quote Re- revised uh, border security I mean that's that just like you said that's a joke that that is not border security that's just saying oh well we'll just maybe have half of the illegals come in but we're still going to have half of them come in and that is still a record number by far more than President yeah. Trump ever allowed so you you're very apt to point about that Joaquin thank you very very much and Joaquin was just talking about the border because of course last night. We saw the House pass, finally, the impeachment articles against Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, who under his watch, it is believed, about 10 million people have crossed the border illegally. He still maintains they, quote, bear no responsibility, that there's nothing that he and the president have done that have contributed to this or allowed this And they're just trying to fix the problem, which is such a bunch of hogwash. Part of it is, quote, lying to Congress. And that's actually very powerful because that is, quote, uh, an impeachable offense. You are not allowed to obviously lie to Congress, especially if you're a cabinet secretary. That is for sure. But here is Tom Holman. He is the former ICE director, former head of Immigration and Customs Enforcement. We talked with him earlier today on Katzen and Cosby, and listened to how he described the national security threat that is our border.
7: It is scary, and you and I have talked about this is the biggest national security failure this country's seen since nine eleven. And and people say, well, you know, the border cross wrestling. they're betting them. But people need to understand when they say they're betting them. The vetting is only as good as the information we have access to. Now, you think, does anybody think China is going to share any national security information with us? Seriously. So when we check database, we'll check NCIC, I, we'll check some DOD databases. But most terrorists in this world, we have no idea who they are.
2: We have no idea who they are. And here's Steve Scalise, remember, who came back from his cancer treatments because he said he had to cast the deciding vote to impeach Mayorkas to become the second cabinet secretary in American history to ever be impeached. Listen to this.
4: Well, what was accomplished was, number one, making it very clear that the border matters to us, and securing it is important. And the guy who's the number one person in the country who's tasked with securing America's border is Secretary Mayorkas, and he's failed miserably. And, in fact, when he's come to Congress, he's misled, lied under oath, saying the border's secure when everybody in America knows it's not. And so, you know, this is something that we care about. We passed a bill, H.R. 2, that would actually secure America's border. And if the president doesn't want to do it and the secretary doesn't want to do it, and even if the Senate doesn't care about it, the American people right. care about it. And they're sick and tired of every community in America right. being a border town.
2: And right now, things are so dangerous. By the way, things are so bad. I just saw a story that the National Guard is being urged to check migrants arriving in New York City. For Tren de Aragua tattoos, that is the very violent gang that is coming from Venezuela that's partnering, apparently, with MS-13, which is the very violent gang from El Salvador. And their good old meeting location is New York City. That apparently they are working together in a lot of these robberies and slashings and beatings of officers and others. And it comes from Aragua, Venezuela. That is the name. It's the Aragua train, which is train de Aragua, means the train of Aragua, Aragua, Venezuela. And there are growing numbers from this gang that has been tied to a number of the recent cases of very severe violence that we have seen in New York City. And guess what? They've crossed the border in the last few months. Welcome to the Big Apple What a sad testament of all of that. We're going to take your calls on that after the break. 1 800 848 9222. But first, here is our Support Our Heroes segment.
1: The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
2: And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a really powerful story from Brooklyn, New York, where the Brooklyn Center City Council just recently honored a veteran ahead of his landmark birthday, World War II veteran Don Halverson. A more than 60-year Brooklyn Center resident is turning, get this, 101 years old on February 24th. And the council declared Monday, February 12th, Don Halverson Day to celebrate his birthday and commemorate his military service. Halverson is a World War II veteran who was part of the 168th Infantry Regiment, 34th Infantry Division, the Red Bulls, from 1943 to 1945, and fought in Italy. He was a weapons platoon sergeant in charge of various machine and motor sections while in combat. And from crossing the Voltuno River and also serving in the trenches of Anzio for four months, Halverson, a sergeant in the 4th Platoon G Company of the 1st Battalion, saw it all across Italy. And in fact, the very historic Battle of Monte Cassino, which was a series of assaults that the Allies made against the German troops at a historic hilltop abbey in an effort to advance to Rome. It's been regarded as one of the deadliest battles of the war with more than 55,000 Allied casualties during those few months. And by the time that Halverson and his brothers in arms reached the Abbey and the Castle of Monte Cassino, they had lost all but five of the 40 men in his platoon. When the war ended, he then had to cross the Swiss border. But before reaching it, the Minnesota 34th Infantry Division came face to face with the Germans And they surrendered when they saw they were surrounded by American forces. To this day, Halverson continues to say that he doesn't like to dwell too much on the two years he spent at war. But he reiterates deeply that he is grateful to have lived this long and to have served our nation. The National World War II Museum says that less than 1% of veterans from the war are still alive today. And an interesting note, because you guys know I'm half Polish, at the Battle of Monte Cassino, it was the Polish forces that took that mountain and took control of it and turned the tide on one of the most pivotal moments of the war. So I am very proud to be Polish and always proud to honor members of the greatest generation. And everybody, do what you can, of course, to support the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Support America's military and first responder heroes. Donate just $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at t2t.org, t2t.org.
1: You're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show.
2: And by the way, tomorrow, President Trump is expected to be in court on the Hush Money case. That's the Alvin Bragg case. And also in the last few hours, Jack Smith has filed a petition with the Supreme Court saying, let's hurry up, let's not delay his cases. He, of course, is the special counsel who is looking into President Trump on the classified documents. Remember, Biden got a pass. And also he's looking into him on the January 6th stuff. So they're all trying to hurry up and get it in while Trump is doing very well in the polls. Could it be about politics? I'm being facetious because, boy, is it ever? 1-800-848-9222. one 848 And of course, one thing President Trump says he would do on day one is seal the border. And boy, does it need to be as we're hearing about all the emerging threats that are taking place. Let's go to Robert. Line three, Robert, your thoughts about all of this.
7: After what happened with this election and Santos and how what happened with Mazzy and all that this thing with Myarcus is not going to go anywhere it's all just more kabuki theater is designed to distract people from the real matters at hand
2: and what do you think don't the look real over, what don't do you think look, hang, on, here, hang on hang on so what do you think the real matters are robert
7: they want to control every aspect of our life they want anarchy they that's why The people, they talk about gun control. They don't care about guns. They care about controlling people. If they really cared about it, they would put criminals in jail. They would keep them there and make them pay for the things that they did. But they don't do that because they want as much anarchy as possible so that they can declare martial law, suspend the Constitution, and then the country is over.
2: Well, you know what, Robert? I will tell you. Uh, If we have more of this open border and we have more of this revolving door of justice, as you eloquently described, uh, we will have more uh, anarchy or problems. I do really worry about the future of this country if this path continues, because, boy, is it destructive to the fabric of our country, which I love dearly. I know you do. I know everybody listening out there is. And on a happy note, everybody, has been a rough day, but happy Valentine's. I hope you had a good Valentine's, everybody.